You're listening to the Thought Card bonus episode number 16. Welcome to the Thought Card, a podcast about travel and money, where planning, saving, and creativity leads to affording travel, building wealth, and paying off debt. We are the Financially Savvy Travelers. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your host, Danielle Desir, and today is a bonus episode. So I particularly love bonus episodes because it gives me a chance to kind of get off the script, get off the calendar of what I have planned for you guys, and kind of be a little bit more spontaneous. And these bonus episodes are really meant to talk about what's up and coming, what's current. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about destinations where the U.S. dollar goes further right now. And we're going to talk about foreign exchange rates. What does it mean? Why is it important? And, you know, I think a lot of this, people just kind of just like, oh, okay, this is it. This is that. The whole point of the show is to help you make informed financial decisions. And we do that by diving deep and really explaining concepts. Let's dive into today's topic. Did you know that visiting countries with a favorable exchange rate is an easy way to stretch your travel budget without really trying. So in this episode, we're going to cover what is a foreign exchange rate, how to take advantage of a favorable exchange rate to save money on your next trip, and five countries where the U.S. dollar goes further right now. Let's take it back a little bit and talk about what is a foreign exchange rate. So a foreign exchange rate compares the value of two currencies. For travelers, the exchange rate is very important because when we travel, you know, we exchange our home currency for a foreign currency. So for me, as an American, I think of it this way. How far will my $1 get me in another country? How many euros or pesos can I buy with one U.S. dollar? Now, what does it mean to have a strong or weak currency? So with a strong home currency, your money is worth more abroad, which means that you spend less on everything. On the other hand, when your home currency is weak, your money is worth less, which means that you spend more on everything. With that being said, as you plan your upcoming trips, consider visiting countries with a favorable exchange rate. Don't forget, that while you're visiting these countries to support the local economies wherever you are. Some easy ways to support the local economies include joining local group tours with local guides, eating at locally owned restaurants, buying souvenirs from artisans, and staying at guest houses using Airbnb. So we talk about hyper-local travel in episode number 13 with Fender and Maloney from Travel Abroads. They share lots of great tips on how you can travel more consciously and how you can support the local economy while you're at it. So now that you know a little bit more about the exchange rate and how it works, where's the best places to exchange your money? For the best exchange rates, exchange your money at your local bank in your hometown. You can avoid currency exchange counters because they really charge exuberant fees, which is ridiculous. Alternatively, you can use your debit card with no ATM fees, of course, or a credit card with no foreign transaction fees, of course. Those are my two options. And there's tons of places where you can use a debit or credit card and it works great. 
But just in case, you can totally go to the ATM machine when you arrive at your destination. So when you're using plastic and they actually do want to use your home currency or the currency of wherever you are, always opt for the local currency, not your home currency, okay? So to check currency exchange rates, you can use an awesome calculator called Oanda Currency Converter. And there are also tons of apps that you can use. Now, here is the meat, and I know you guys are ready for this. So here are the five destinations where the U.S. dollar goes further. And this is in no particular order, so we're just going to go down the list. Number one, Mexico. So far, I've had the chance to visit two Mexican cities, Cancun and Mexico cities, and both trips were fabulous. During both trips, food, lodging, and Uber rides were very affordable. And just in case if you're wondering how much the trip to Mexico City costs, you can head over to thoughtcard.com forward slash Mexico dash city dash budget dash breakdown. And there I detail all of my Mexico City trip costs. And I think that'll give you a really clear picture of how much it costs for a couple of days spending in Mexico City. So the next destination we have on the list is India. India is home to great architecture like the Taj Mahal, which is actually one of the seven wonders of the world, the Ganges River, considered the holiest river in the world, and it has history dating back thousands of years. India is also full of eye-opening experiences and vibrant colors. So here in India, you can have luxurious accommodations, they're affordable, you can eat out for a lot less, and transportation is very cheap. With the recent drop in the Ruby Valley, India continues to be a bargain destination for travelers on a budget. Now, the third destination to visit with the strong U.S. dollar is South Africa. South Africa is home to nature reserves like the Kruger National Park. South Africa is the perfect destination for wildlife enthusiasts. There are also plenty of colorful beach towns like Cape Town and museums detailing the history of apartheid. Number four, we have Argentina. Argentina, you might be surprised to see this on the list, but Argentina's currency has fallen dramatically recently due to the economic crisis. Flight prices to Argentina are less expensive now, and bottles of wine are a third of their price. All right, now the last, the last destination on this list is going to be Turkey. Turkey is actually at the top of my travel wish list. Turkey's art, culture, and landscapes make it an incredibly diverse country to visit. I hope to spend lots of time in Istanbul, but I also want to visit Troy and Cappadocia to go on those hot air balloon rides, which you hear so much about. Now, to end this episode off, I have a clip from one of my awesome friends. His name is Christopher Rudder from RudderlessTravel.com. And he's going to share with us his top takeaways and tips for visiting Cappadocia. What inspired my trip to Cappadocia was a documentary that I saw. What is extremely fascinating about Cappadocia is that it's extremely well known for uh, balloon rides. You know, every day they have an enormous amount of balloons flying all around the uh, entire area. And when you look up in the sky, all you see is like the whole sky is covered with balloons and it's, it's absolutely beautiful. I was just so blown away by the beautiful landscape and the nature and the, uh, the pilot. I mean, he had so much knowledge of, of everything. So he was explaining things and talking about things and it was just so informative. And I mean, the balloon ride is a good enough reason to go there. But of course, there's more. Oh, one more thing about the balloon ride is that you have to wake up pretty early because they they want to fly as early in the morning as possible because um, that's when the wind is really calm. 
Uh, so you, I think we got up at like five in the morning. Like it was kind of nuts, but anyways, well worth it. It was such a, an amazing experience. So the main thing, of course, you know, people were living in caves. So naturally, majority of the accommodations are in caves. And that in itself is fantastic. So it's really cool to be sleeping inside a cave. So when you think about it, outside is extremely hot because you got desert-like weather. But then you're sleeping in a cave where it's extremely cool. So, I mean, sleeping is perfect. I mean, they probably save a lot of money on electricity, not having to worry about air conditioners. Um, but sleeping in a cave is such a, a really interesting and unique experience. So that was a highlight. Now, on top of that, because of the terrain, there's tons of trails and tons of things you could do and explore. They also have ATVs, which you can ride around, which was really, really cool. So you could really explore that, that rough dirt terrain on ATVs. Um, they have camel rides. You can ride camels. You can ride horses. Such an amazing experience. And I absolutely highly recommend it. Shout out to Chris for jumping on the mic real quick and sharing with us highlights from his trip to Cappadocia. Okay, guys, is it Cappadocia or Cappadocia? Someone needs to let me know what's the correct pronunciation. <laughs> but anyway, it sounds like he had an amazing time and it literally lit me up. And I'm so fired and ready to head over to Turkey sometime real soon. Now, that wraps up today's episode. But don't forget that if you're finding value from this podcast, if if you enjoy this show to please rate and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. This really helps spotlight the show and helps us get found in search. You can also continue discussion with me by leaving me a comment over at podcast.thoughtcard.com. And if you have an idea for a future episode, feel free to leave me a voicemail right on the website for a chance to be featured on the next episode. Leave me your name and, you know, ask your question or leave a comment. I love hearing from you guys. Lastly, I just wanted to share that we have a brand new Facebook community. So search for Financially Savvy Travelers on Facebook and come hang out with us. Come hang out with other like-minded, financially savvy travelers who love cheap flights, love the best deals around, want to save, invest, pay off debt, and build wealth. Thank you again so much for tuning in week after week. And joining me next week, we're going to chat with Brendan Neth about what to look for when getting a new credit card. He also shares the secrets on how him and his wife travel for six months out of the year. And of course, so much more. Until next time, bye.